Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, it's all hail Ohio and the great U.S. of A. As Wield Wade whops out another derisive deathmatch debacle, Booming Bob loves leprechauns, levitating prezi levers, Catalonian poop provision, and rock-hard fairies. And millennial Mark proves that Jack could casually crush Kronos. From the perfect skyline pie to the beast of day bunny, yes, it's time for Return of the Ginger Dead Man. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I'm today's host, the hostess with the mostest, as no one has ever said about me. And I'm joined as always by my co-hostess with the mostestesses, Mark and Bob. Hello. Hello. Hi. Do we all have the most? Is that possible? Yeah, that's why we each get the host. Not to boast. Is this a rhyming thing? I am not good at rhymes and I don't know why. No, but this also isn't a roast. But first, a toast. You know, this podcast covers the country coast to coast. Ah, points to Bob. (laughs) Um, oh man. Mark, you're toast. <laughs> oh boy. Pull me out of the oven. I'm a roast. That is a terrible attempt. Gross. Yeah, it is. But I'll give you some amount of points for effort. But no, rhyming has nothing to do with this episode. I was just... Compost. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Way to bring it home. We're in Germany having a drink. Roast. That's, that's a, you say cheers in Germany. Who's in charge of this? Everyone buckle down. It's time for small talk. Oh, okay. I had um, wonton soup for lunch and it was different from this other place where i used to get wonton soup but also it was like just as good and i'm having mixed feelings about the soup situation you, you don't know which one you like better well yeah like have you ever had that where you have you get the same dish from different places or like you make it at home and also you get it from a restaurant and it's like they're very different they're not at all the same food but also you like both of them i feel like i should like one better than the other but like i don't know i feel conflicted i don't know where i land on that they're very good they're both good soup i have that with chicken wings i like chicken wings from different places and my favorite place as you know is now gone but it's gone forever (laughs) but there's times where i'm like i want wings but i don't want this i want this one's wing like it's like pizza you know sometimes you want different pizza from different places it's like that sometimes you just crave a different version of the same thing well that's where i'm at i'm gonna see i literally have the spoon i ate it with sitting on my desk and every time i glance at the spoon in my head i'm like uh, but was that better? So that's what's that's where I mentally that's where I am right now. Points for wonton. What's up, Mark? I've got something incredible. Well, I didn't do it, but I'm telling okay. you the story. Amy has cracked the code on Skyline Chili. I don't know what that means. I don't either. She made a pot from scratch or with the can or she made that gravy herself from it's not gravy. It's gagoosh. How close was it? It was identical. Okay, text me the recipe, and I'll give you all the points. In fact, you just win. All right, cool. All right, we'll see you guys next week. No, you have to. You didn't do it yet. I'll see if you text it to me. I, I don't know it, but I ate it. What's Amy want for Christmas? Uh, give me a list. Also, can I borrow your card? But <laughs> uh, no. So what? One? How identical? Like good enough where you were like, I don't know if I could tell the difference, or like literally like this is exactly the recipe. This is exactly what I'm the flavor I get. Well, it's been a few years, obviously, since I've lived in Cincinnati, but I grew up with it. Not early childhood, but I've eaten it a lot. I know the difference. I could tell the difference in a blind test between Skyline and Gold Star. I bet. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's like yeah. how well I know it. And we can buy cans of it out here because Ralph's is owned by Kroger's. There's so many mega corporations that are based in Cincinnati. Yes, there are. There are. That's true. It's it's weird. Like, why? I know that Ohio is a sleeper state in that it's like the eighth most populous state and also like at the top of a lot of very strange, odd records. Um, And also Cincinnati seems to be the it's like a medium population city. And yet it's got so many headquarters. It's very strange if you really think about it. Something's going on in Ohio. Anyway, everything is Ohio. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Ohio's like that fungus network that grows into the soil and spreads out. Everything's just a clone of the same plant. The field of cement corn in Columbus is actually a broadcasting array that's controlling the minds of every non-Ohioan. And ever that's why everyone makes fun of Ohio. We do mm. that so that we're viewed as less of a threat. And you stay away like I have. I removed my chip. Uh, what was the point I was making? Oh, yeah, it, I we have it, you know, in cans and we've heated it up before and that tastes like spot on. I've had it when I come back home. It's always better in the restaurant. This tasted exactly 
like Skyland. The only difference that I would say is that the cheese was grated, uh, not as fine because you know they they do the really. It's hard to recreate. That. It is hard yeah. to get yeah. their cheese, even with a small grater. It's like so long still. I don't know. They like extruded or something, but it's. Uh, well, no, they probably sh they shredded in the restaurant. I think right. I don't know if it's shredded in restaurant, but it seems like it is. I've never seen it happen. They've got like the the two ton brick of cheese and some people in the background just with like lemon zesters. I've never seen them do that, but they do have like one secret back room because they skyline is one of those places where you can watch them prepare your meal but they still have a back room and who knows what happens back there and every time the door swings open you just get a little you're gonna hear a little echo of like Oompa Loompa. <laughs> But that's it. You never, you don't ever see them. Yeah, you know, they don't do the song and dance out where the. I did see a purple pant leg. Yeah, no, you just get like a you see like a little you know silhouette of a of a orange person run by the door and you're like, huh, weird. Ah, I must be seeing stuff. Nobody do. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you could just get a job and you could find out. They're probably hiring. Yeah, I've thought about it. It's just, <laughs> I, mean, I got it, I got it, but I don't want to spoil it, but that back room in Skyline is where all the 16-year-old girls who work at every Skyline restaurant in Cincinnati go to go on their phone where the manager can't see them. That's what that room is for. <laughs> it's a cell phone parking lot for employees. <laughs> it's four teenagers all on their phone just like, click, 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 selfie, go make some more hot dogs. Oh, this is a total, uh, like, side tangent because... I've been on TikTok, you know, as I do, because I just ADD. <laughs> uh, but what I've noticed a trend recently, Gen Z, uh, some people in Gen Z, and I'm not generalizing because I Oh, don't... generalize, baby. Do it. No, what what is happening is like a generalization against millennials. And I get it. I've seen that. Yeah. Are we millennials? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how fucking dare they? What the fuck, you uh -huh. stupid all of you? It's It started out as like, millennial cringe. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. That is fucking stupid. And and I'm me, so obviously. Uh, but Mark, come back. I'm gone. Now my light doesn't work. My camera is, goes out of focus every once in a while. I'm, I'm just creating random timers for things to occur. For how much money you, you've spent on cameras and light technology, <laughs> you have you have got to have the most finicky lights and camera. And oh, I... I don't, this isn't the good light. That's why it's in here. Oh, I see. This isn't I the see. good lens. That's why it's in here. This lens is 500, which is not cheap, but you were generalizing. I also keep all of my best stuff in boxes. So the latest thing is that, and probably rightly so, uh, there's some criticisms of we are responsible for, all of us as collectively are responsible for Gen Alpha coming out the way they are, which I think is such a fun. What is that, Jen? That's the, I believe it's, well, it's hard to define because it's like the, the actual years are really loose. Like it's, it's nebulous. No, there's no consensus of when, you know, millennials start and Gen X ends. Okay. So Gen Alpha sometime after 1980. It's like 2010 and up or not that. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so what, what it is, is just like the reason it's such a interesting double insult because it's like, it's a slap at millennials which fair enough but then it swings back around and hits gen alpha <laughs> like it's a full 360 slap because it's like you're responsible for why they're so fucked how dare you you idiot for making them an idiot and it's just like i'm not faulting the observation but it's like the these things are are it, it is so sweeping like it's so sweeping it's almost like every generation thinks that their generation is the superior one Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we all know millennials are the superior ones. Generational definitions are this weird way to define and categorize people so that you know who to be against in the world. Exactly. And it's almost like that's an easily weaponizable uh, feature. And especially in an environment where the, the higher-ups in any organization understand that Gen Z is not really identifying with uh, the kind of ideologies they want to in the easiest way to break up common ideologies is to make enemies of people and get people digging at those that they would actually agree with, which is a very common propaganda tactic. Mm.
Anyway, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I just thought it was- Skyline chili. I just thought it was fascinating. <laughs> the the sweeping, like, and again, this is just like two or three TikToks I've seen. Uh, most of them are just like, millennials are cringe. Uh, and also, they're self-aware because they're like, all the memes we like in Gen Z are going to be cringe in 10 years too. And we're prepared for that. And that's like, yeah, that's good. It, it all comes full circle. And then there are like a couple I've seen lately that are like, Phew! Asshole mortals, get off my lawn! You know, that level of, of... I love when teenagers are like, get off my lawn. The boomers own all the property and the millennials have moved into all the boxes. There are no <laughs> boxes left for the Zoomers to occupy. Where are we supposed to live? And and to be like, I want to, again, I'm just saying straight up, like, I got no problem with Gen Z. I think that there is a concern because, like, have you seen reading rates in kids and, like, teachers reporting, like... And I don't think that this is necessarily one cause, but it's like, yeah, there's actually a problem. Literacy rates are going down. And I thought they would be going up with phones and, and like people seeing texts and, and that kind of communication being more prevalent. And I thought people needed subtitles more on video content now because like they needed to read. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait where's this coming from? So yeah, there are definitely problems, but I'm not an expert to answer them. And I don't think any one blame lies in any one group of people. We taught your kids how to not read. It's our fault. Your whose kids? Yours. No, it's the millennials' kids. Oh, we've kids. Yeah. Technically, we collectively do. Yeah. Bob, we've ruined James. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he never stood a chance. Wasn't that your biggest fear? Wasn't that the thing you were super afraid of of ruining me or Wade? That baby? No, you, Bob. Yeah, no, it's it's an ongoing fear. It's like a constant. Yeah, it's an issue I'm dealing with. Yes, it's weird because I've got nieces that are like six and three, and they read and do things at like when they were like four or five of my second youngest niece that I couldn't do until like second grade. She's so advanced with like reading and stuff. Like she was counting to a hundred and stuff. And it's like going over the ABCs and what I remember learning a puzzle, like before kindergarten, to like learn the ABCs. And she was like way more adept at all of that using cell phones, like being able to go do things. Like, I feel like she's one of the smartest people I've ever seen. And I, I imagine a lot of kids have to know that kind of stuff going in. So that's not just a sweeping problem. It's very much, it's much more nuanced. Maybe parenting has something to do with it. I don't know. I hate to call that out. No, <sighs> No, okay, it's the teachers and their ideologies, okay? That's not the parents' responsibility right, to raise sorry, their it's kids. The it's the teachers are doing this to them, okay? And also TV, probably. Yep. Or video, no, video games. It's video games, there you go. That does rot your brains, I've heard. I saw somebody complaining that, uh, I don't want to call them out specifically, but we went to school with, about the fact that their kid had homework. And they were like, I don't remember having homework. And I was like... <laughs> What? <laughs> Did we go to this? We graduated in the same class. I didn't do homework, but I knew I wasn't doing it. Oh, yeah. I, I knew exactly all the homework I never did. Somehow this person rewrote their brain to believe that homework was a new thing. They're like, my kid comes home from school and has to do more schoolwork. What's the point of school? And I was like, the same as it was 30 years ago? Wait, was that a contextualization of a debate that does occur that too much homework exists? Because that is a No, no, this was specifically they did not remember there being homework when they oh, were in school. Okay. Oh, well, that's just not how it was. Whether or not there should be homework is a different conversation, but like their thought was that it didn't exist. And now teachers are getting lazy and just making it up. That's neither here nor there. I do want to get into the crux of this episode. So unless you guys have any more final points you want to make, I can jump in. I was thinking of getting like a big swinging axe on a pendulum to randomly just like shing down in the background. Because if I've got Ooh. all these random events that occur, I'm just thinking of like adding to them. If an episode goes too long, you get cut in half. Yeah, some no. Uh, just for fun, you know, so I what a confetti cannon that just goes off whenever a certain someone tweets. What about something like that going off whenever a new picture of the moon comes up? Every time that man, every time <laughs> that man posts another picture, it'd just be going up constantly. He really wanted to send you a picture of the moon and you should have accepted. I know. He messaged multiple times, just like he always does with everything. He's very thorough. He's very thorough in his imaging of the moon. He's He's very thorough in his messaging. Every person on the planet gets messages every day from this man about the moon. That's the thing about the internet. When you post anything, you're shouting to everyone. Well, then everyone is getting real tired of hearing about our podcast. 
times because I mention it twice a week. I think if there's people standing around waiting for you to say something, it doesn't count as harassing them. I disagree with <laughs> okay. algorithmic oh, okay. based content that gets shoved to you. It inherently is a shout. They're voluntarily holding receivers to their ears while we shout into the trans givers. What are they called? Yes, transgivers. The transgivers in the microphone. Uh-huh. All right, today's topic, everyone. Do you guys remember our Halloween episode where I pinned all the different Halloween, like, monsters and villains against each other and we spun to compete? You mean when we discussed the beauty and majesty and nuance that is the ginger dead man and his... his derisiveness i have a wheel of christmas and other holiday ginger themes. dead man ginger dead man made the win and we have a marks and bob's choice i choose ginger dead man but we're gonna take the holidays no it's a spin you spin it yeah but when it lands on me that's what i choose maybe i'll choose something else you you chose a rubber mark and bob chose the ginger dead man is the great what is is this like mascots because i don't know if the great pumpkin so i was trying to come up with just like christmas or like you know like thanksgiving november december theme things i couldn't come up with enough of them wild turkeys this was the best i could do okay okay we're gonna take the first two that come up and debate on who would win in a fight as we did with our halloween special a fight like just to the death same as we did with like jason and ginger dead man or whoever it was yeah same thing and you guys can argue that one of them is very whatever ginger dead man was that was so good to you abrasive or whatever it was you guys had a word that you kept using derisive our first contestant. It better not be Ginger Dead Man because that would be the entire episode I have here. Uncle Sam! Do one of us get assigned to this? Nope, nope. This is just a debate between you two and you guys can agree, disagree, whatever you feel. Okay, all right. Uncle Sam, that's going to be hard to beat. We're just trying to get to the truth. It doesn't matter whose side who's on. So Uncle Sam versus Mark's choice. <laughs> the Ginger Dead Man! The Ginger Dead Man! I should have removed uh, Uncle Sam. I forgot to hide that, but oh well. So Mark's choice, it was the ginger dead man who can, I guess, also take on the ginger dead man. You're supposed to pick someone who's not on the list. Doesn't say that. I don't see any rules. It says that he's supposed to choose someone. It, it, who wins? Uncle Sam or the ginger dead man? Well, is this is this just like generic Uncle Sam in the wild? Or is this like DC Universe Uncle Sam? This is up for debate. What is DC Universe Uncle Sam? Uh, Uncle Sam is a character who led the superhero group the freedom fighters against the axis powers in world war ii i don't know enough dc basically he's a dc superhero but i don't think he has any superpowers you can take any and all of his powers well, his, his main power is american idealism but he also has superhuman reflexes strength stamina invulnerability and size alteration invulnerability but uncle sam's powers are based on the strength of the american consciousness so if the will of the american people is crushed uncle sam loses strength and stamina how's uh, how's the american spirit can i ask chat gpt <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get into the complexities of that right now but uh, I, I i don't know if we should go with dc uncle sam i think we should go he he represents like a like a the ideals of like a lot of people theoretically and like a very powerful nation and his posters get everyone else to fight for him i know that the ginger dead man is just incomparably derisive inescapably punishingly derisive but then again literally uncle sam represents america probably either has experienced a lot of derision and also doles out derisive comments left and right so i don't know if the ginger man ginger dead man could wait is the ginger dead man an american citizen i don't know i mean gary Busey's an american citizen so probably so uncle sam would feed off of the ginger dead man's power yeah the the ginger dead man story was based on an american convict whose ashes got baked into the ginger into the cookie right so i believe the ginger dead man would technically be an american D uncle sam has the strength of the ginger dead man on his side yes I feel like this is I feel like this is a tough I feel like this is a tough fight for Ginger Dead Man. If if Uncle Sam loses and dies, does that mean America dies? I mean kind of. It means the spirit of America is dead. American number one, baby! Ooh, I say Ginger Dead Man is gonna get killed in a drone strike. <laughs> God damn. Alright, Uncle Sam. Wow. I was also going to say Ginger Dead Man, one of his main weapons aside from derisiveness is just a gun. 
I don't think Uncle Sam is going to be too bothered. I feel like he's yeah. very familiar with guns. He's got his own gun show. Take my choice off. Leave Ginger Dead Man, who's still on there. On sure, there. sure. He sure. he always comes back. I think that's his slogan. I always come back. I think you're right. I think that was a slogan of his. Uh, by the way, I have found my champion for whenever my choice comes up. There's a song in everything. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uncle Sam versus, and if Uncle Sam pops up, I have to delete it because we already have him on here, but Uncle Sam is going to take on Father Time. I feel like the instinct here is to give Father Time a pretty hefty advantage because like time, time catches everybody. Yeah, that's pretty hard to beat. But isn't Uncle Sam like ageless? Like Uncle Sam has been like an icon and a representation of like the American ideals for most of a century at this point. And he's the same dude he's always been. He doesn't age. He's not susceptible to Father Time's one and only attack, Time. I mean, certainly Time wears down, you know, has worn down Americans and America and things have changed. But, like, I feel like Uncle Sam persists. But we always come back, baby. If he gets to represent American exceptionalism, <laughs> that's not the right word, American idealism, I, I feel like that's a tough fight for Father Time. Unless he just, I mean, he's got all of time, I guess, so that's a lot of time. Does it? The thing is, is does Father Time actually do anything about time? Because time always seems, well, time is relative, of course, of course. But I mean, like, can he shoot time beams at people, age them really quickly? Isn't the thing about Father Time is that it's on his side, right? So like, he's literally, his whole game is just like, he's also a DC Comics hero. <laughs> <laughs> he he bides it and he waits you out and father father time is the you know he's definitely not susceptible to time he'll just wait he'll wait he'll just keep waiting he'll wait forever he's got all of time and no one else has all of time on their side i don't know so what matters more winning now or winning eventually yeah is this a, is this an ultimate conclusion or a or a proximate conclusion because i think he could wear him down who's the he in this whoever the other guy is i don't remember who he's fighting father you think father time could win this versus who Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam. Oh, that's who's ah. Um Yeah, hi Mark. Welcome to the debate. <laughs> I thought I was looking at Jack Frost up here. I'm like, oh, that must be it. No, I delete I deleted the one that was there, so that's why it's showing that. I don't let's debate Jack Frost. We gotta get to him first. Uh, could he beat Uncle Sam? Father Time, Uncle Sam. Bob, what do you think? <sighs> it would be a battle for the ages, but I feel like Father Time takes it eventually. Yeah, eventually. So Father Time wins. Father Time is taking on. Jack Frost. <laughs> All right, Jack Frost. <laughs> well, you knew the future was coming. All right, I have an argument for this. I do. I actually okay. do, and I'm paying attention 100%. I was paying attention before. I just I thought you landed on Jack Frost. So He got too caught up in Power Wash Sim. So, yes. <laughs> no, not no to that. Yes, Father Time can last the ages. But here's something to think about Jack Frost. What's his power, right? What is Jack Frost's power? Coldness coldness right what actually is coldness oh i see where you're going with this you see where it, i'm going it, with this it right? is it is manipulation of uh energy exactly it's actually an inverse measure of energy in a system and at the end of all things at the end of eons in billions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions upon trillions to the power of trillions years down the road when time ceases all meaning you have everything that is not moving and you have 
everything at absolute zero, which is representative of no energy left in the system. Which is as cold as it can be. Exactly. That is okay. the true essence of cold. And if we're pitting this on an infinite scale, where Father Time is trying to outlast the cold, why does my camera keep doing that? Then I'd say... <laughs> <laughs> Jack Frost might just take this. In this in this theoretical, the longer Father Time waits out Jack Frost, the more powerful he is becoming. Exactly. As as okay. the as everything expands in the universe, as temperatures and energy levels slowly spread out and decrease and dissipate, literally Jack Jack Frost becomes god at some point because all that is all that there is in the universe is coldness lack of energy lack of anything okay so jack frost is what you guys are saying beats father time i like that argument i have no idea if that holds up if i'm sure that there are scientists out there listening to this who are just like their head is exploding at our misunderstanding of how physics or something works but i like that exclamation Ex my that's current understanding which is probably based on a flawed understanding that we don't really know the universe as it is but whatever i know how to solve this everyone who agrees with them on the subreddit let them know they're right. If you disagree, just stay silent about it so they can feel good about themselves. All Thank right. You. I feel pretty good about myself. We just we just won the internet. All right. Jack Frost is now going to take on Leprechaun. The Leprechaun, a Leprechaun, but Leprechaun, the mascot of St. Patty's Day. I feel like the, uh, I don't. I don't even really know Jack Frost power, but I feel like I could I could kill the leprechaun. Well, let's, I'm sure he's a DC Comics hero. Let's look. Leprechauns are figures in Irish folklore who guard hidden treasure. They're small supernatural creatures. Mm. Can conjure ice, snow, and frost from mere presence, as well as freezing winds, snowballs, snowflakes, etc. Can even manifest images from frosted window panes. Freeze water by walking on it and conjure indoor snowfall. And of course, being the spirit of winter, he's not bothered by the cold. I feel like I want leprechauns to take this because I like leprechauns more than I like Jack Frost, but I'm struggling to find a version of this fight that goes well for leprechauns. Yeah, I don't see. They are supernatural creatures, right? So they're, yeah. they're some kind of magical power or something, but like they're basically just little mischief makers they're the loki's of ireland or something that's probably offensive i don't even know that's why he's green he's he's he could probably be played by what's that actor's name tom middle middletown borough middles middleston uh-huh yep keep going tommy middleboy but i just can't i can't even imagine a fake way maybe the leprechaun uses the pot of gold to bribe the judges into giving the leprechaun a split decision victory at the end of five rounds or or he just pays off Jack Frost to leave. I feel like Jack Frost would not be interested in monetary things. He's only interested in cold and coldness. Maybe he wants some glacier front property he needs to buy. I, d I just think that even if, if you just give Jack Frost a lead pipe, if they're both fighting, it's not a running <laughs> away thing. It's like he's he's got it. Like, I don't see how because it's like Jack Frost wins. Yeah, because they're fighting. It's it's not a, it's a fight, right? I can't come up with a good reason why not, but I don't like it. Put up your dukes. Wham! Jack Frost wins. Blood flying everywhere. Gold coins. Da -ding, da -ding. I just had an image of Jack Frost being the shit of a leprechaun with a lead pipe and the leprechaun is just like they're always breaking me lucky arms <laughs> Jack Frost is going to take on someone else Santa Claus oh no in versus Jack Frost is this like his son I feel like isn't his, this his son in the lore yeah that's an interesting question Santa Claus has longevity ability to fit himself and others through tiny through any chimney levitating up a chimney alter the appearance of himself or other objects or beings the Santa has enough powers here to kind of have an upper hand but the fight is still tough he knows he knows if you're sleeping he knows if you're awake he knows if you've been bad or good so presumably he knows if you've been planning you know some kind of plot against him San santa's got intel on his side yeah. and also he like you said he can levitate up out of chimneys he can clearly transform his his shape his physical being so that he can fit into and through chimneys and things like santa's got a lot but it's not a lot of combat oriented skills it's a lot of other well he can avoid fiery injury and what if, if there's one thing pokemon taught me what is fire good against ice 
So you're saying Santa would co-op the power of fire because he's he could... he has an elf with a flamethrower behind him just blasting fire, so Jack Frost can't even get close. Yeah, that is something we cannot ignore. Santa Claus has helpers. Oh, that's true. He essentially has an army who can make anything that they want. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Willy Wonka is like Santa's cousin or something? I don't know the lore, but it could be. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Willy Wonka is like the creepy uncle at the Claus family get-togethers. Who's like giving kids candy and stuff, and everyone's kind of like, "Don't not like not like that. Why are you like that? Mm. <laughs> make give it make it do a rocking horse or something, okay? With the candies, with the gobstoppers. Really, come on. So do we think Santa Claus beats Jack Frost? Oh yeah, it's it's blood on the snow. I feel like it's a tough fight. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an easy one, but I think Santa Claus takes it. Yeah, who best to take on Jack Frost? If you had to build someone that is meant to take down Jack Frost, it looks like Santa Claus. I think it depends on who has home court advantage in a bit too, because if Santa can alter the way other objects or beings look, he could have elves disguised as like inanimate objects around the room. So when the fight starts, they pop out and start roasting Jack Frost and it's not much of a fight but if Jack Frost has home court advantage he's got to be creative with how he would win home court's the was it the south pole I, I don't know that's a good yeah I don't, I don't know the end of time nah it's Santa Claus all right Santa Santa's on top who will Santa be taking on we've, we've switched up a lot this time it's not been like last time Bob's choice versus Santa Claus oh yes oh my god I'm so excited for this guys you know, okay. can't say I am my choice is introduced with a song Poop log, poop sweet confections, hazelnuts and cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop log. You guys don't know the song for the Tio de Nadal? Also known as the Catalonian poop log? Wait! We talked about this before. Wait, we talked about it three years ago! We talked about this before. The poop log! There's a tradition in Catalonia, which is, uh, I believe, a region in, in Spain. Uh, Barcelona is in Cata Catalonia, I believe. No! No! Called, oh, called, yeah. oh, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, the Tio, Tio Caga? Tio Saga? It essentially translates to pooping log. Every Christmas in Catalonia, family get a smiley little log with two little front sticks as legs that sort of hold it up and the face is on the front of it and it's a christmas tradition to feed your christmas log uh snacks every single day you feed them little sweets and stuff uh and you water them and you leave them little candies and, and cover them in blankets when it gets cold and the better care you take of your tio kaga i'm Definitely not pronouncing that correctly. Very sorry. Uh, the better care you take of your poop log, the more presents he will shit out for you on Christmas Day. Awesome. Christmas Day comes, you sing the poop log song, and it poops out. All your Christmas presents come out of the poop log's little poop shoot. I choose poop log. Does poop log have a chance against Santa Claus? If Santa is the one who brings presents for everyone outside of Catalonia, I like the underdog status of Pooplog as usurping Santa in his region of the world. This is a global fight for supremacy, so I feel like that's tough. That's tough for the log, but I do want to say that I feel like they're fighting They're fighting the same fight, right? The poo log is clearly in the same game as Santa, and I feel like it depends what you're into if you prefer the poo log or how Santa does things. I, I feel like... Santa would not only have the upper hand in terms of size and strength, I think he would be pissed off at this knockoff holiday tradition from some country that no one cares about. Like, much like Uncle Sam, Santa is an American hero, an American tradition. None of these other countries can even compare to the power of Santa Claus. Turning wharf stash, don't know why. <laughs> it seems fitting for this argument. We are arguing Santa versus Poop Log. I, I just want to say that Mark just said that no one knows about or cares about Spain as a country. Um, <laughs> it could be argued that uh, America itself only exists thanks to Spain and Spanish explorers. How long has Poop Log been a thing versus how long has Santa been around? We'll just waltz right around any other issues with the Spanish explorers and what they may or may not have done to the Americas. Oh, yeah. But America exists thanks to, uh, what's his name? Christopher Walken. Ha! Wow, look at this new land. <laughs> uh, so many resources to exploit. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, yeah, that's a really bad Christopher Walken impression. Who's been around longer? What if Poop Log is more ingrained in history? I f- I find it hard. <sighs> I find it hard to make a strong argument for Poop Log. It hurts to say because he's my he's my fighter. But I didn't pick him because I thought he would win hands down. I picked him because I thought he deserved to have his his hat in the ring. That's fair. It was Bob. It was a, one of the best callbacks of all time. Bringing back Poop Log. That that, we literally one. talked about that. I think in our first Christmas episode ever several years ago now yeah i would love to say otherwise but i think i gotta i think santa i think santa takes it santa stays on top i think you root for the underdogs and you have a good time but in the end we know who wins that one Mm -hmm. yeah it'd be a fun fight maybe but now santa's gotta take on the great pumpkin i know that the great pumpkin is a thing from peanuts and it's like a the (laughs) special right but is it actually a creature or is it just like a big Pumpkin. An unseen character, a legendary personality who rises from the pumpkin patch, carrying a large bag of toys to deliver to believing children. I say it like that. So this is Halloween Santa. Yes. This is the poop log of Halloween. I, I, I struggle I struggle to put a lot of stake in a gourd versus a man a man like Santa, I guess. I mean it could be a quick debate. We just we just say Santa wins. I I don't even know what the great pumpkin does. He rises from a pumpkin patch to bring toys. That's it. Oh, I remember now. Okay. I thought I, I You like actually don't remember what the great pumpkin is? Because I didn't watch a lot of uh, uh peanut stuff, but Amy watches a lot of it. And- I thought you were like being obstinate. I didn't realize you like didn't actually no i i actually completely forgot that that was the whole thing of linus going like the great pumpkin or whoever it was and yeah, yeah. but it was like he waited for it uh as far as i know there's no evidence of the great pumpkin actually existing all right santa continues his winning streak well i didn't say that oh no mark decided unilaterally santa wins <laughs> that's where we are i thought you both were pretty mad at it that like the pumpkin is just a pumpkin i don't know that's what i was saying before i realized what the great pumpkin actually was and i was gonna say that if the great pumpkin didn't win amy would be incredibly mad at me so does the great pumpkin beat santa because amy would be mad at no you? it's too late you made your choice thanks a lot i heard zero effort of fighting for the great pumpkin from either of you so uh santa versus the tooth fairy i just want to throw this out there i know that this is just a fictional depiction but this is the version of the tooth fairy that i like Dwayne the rock johnson is the tooth fairy in the 2010 comedy fantasy film tooth fairy i i think dwayne the rock johnson with the additional supernatural powers that he gains as being the tooth fairy is quite the combatant for santa what about the 2006 tooth fairy images from the movie tooth fairy and return of the tooth fairy i i don't know what that is the tooth fairy is a 2006 horror film oh yeah it's not pleasant wait which one is it there's two things queen of pain there's drill to kill no it's the tooth fairy i mean there's a lot of depictions of the tooth fairy we can we have lore to work with oh the way the tooth fairy looks in the movie the tooth fairy is concerning yes yeah it's i mean pretty creepy but at the same time no one's got stealth like santa so if you're if you're hoping for uh can you stealth whenever the tooth fairy can sense your teeth what if santa has those teeth well but if the tooth fairy is hunting santa then they're being bad which santa santa knows about yeah he knows about that there's a lot of intelligence counterintelligence between these two but i feel like santa still has the strong the strong hand in terms of like you know being stealthy having the intelligence to to work with yeah yeah i don't know it's just like the tooth fairy even if it was Dwayne the rock johnson he's still just a man and i mean like if this was say uh like fairly odd parents level fairy with wands that can do whatever i would say actually it would have more of a chance but and plus santa's an elf like it, it's kind of I, I don't know it's, it's i'm with you i'm really trying to craft something here where i feel like the tooth fairy w- wins ultimately but santa's got a lot going it's tough to beat santa having the knowledge of when they're asleep when they're awake exactly, when they're yeah, bad yeah. or good like that's just a lot everything but the tooth fairy always being bad then like would santa have any reason to suspect anything different is up yeah that's why he comes with the lead pipe the one that jack frost beat the leprechaun to death with if jack frost can take out a leprechaun uh, and santa killed jack frost i I don't see how the tooth fairy is gonna win this if all lore is available to whatever version of santa we're talking about then theoretically santa bot from futurama is also included in our incarnation of santa oh yeah that's true and that 
dude has all the weapons that you would need to execute whatever plan against the Tooth Fairy or whomever. Okay, so Santa again. Santa's tough, man. He's got feats. You know, if you if you go by like power ranking, it's based on what feats of strength they have accomplished. He's got some unbeatable ones. Uh oh. Santa versus a cookie. R.I.P. Big guy. We we know about the 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 weapons. We know about how he likes to fight. He's tricky. If I was going to describe a weakness that Santa does have, I already know where you're going. I love it. It's the milk and cookies. I knew it. I love it. He can't avoid. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's a vice. He yes. knows he needs to drop some pounds. He knows the milk and the cookies are not helping with that. He can't stop it. He literally yes. can't stop it. I don't know if this is technically a power of the gingerbread man, but I feel like if you took a big bite of the ginger dead man and like wash it down with some milk, I feel like that's enough to kill anyone. Oh, yeah. I feel like that is a toxic dose of whatever's going on. If it was a fight, if they squared off face to face and they knew they were fighting i think santa could take the ginger dead man because i don't mm-hmm. think he's got a lot to offer in that sort of arena but the ginger dead man knows his strengths and he just is the absolute perfect trap card to get jolly old saint nicholas right where it hurts it's just too perfect i'm sorry i gotta go with it's the ginger too dead man on this it's, one i completely agree with everything about that and i loved where you were going with it i knew it from the start and i agree fully all right, so because Mark chose Ginger Dead Man and he was already on the list, Ginger Dead Man makes a return because he always comes back and has taken out Santa Claus. That is literally the only matchup that I feel like he would win because at the end of the day... No, I, I agree. I feel like we were being very fair with that. I was I, thinking yeah, that... to myself, if Ginger Dead Man comes up against Santa, he's going to win. That I literally saw that coming. I I, I died to... I, challenge anyone out there listening to say that that is not a completely valid version of that fight that is a weakness santa would have i i can't argue it Ooh. oh this is an interesting clap bag he i don't think he has the same weakness in the movie krampus or krampus how you pronounce it i do believe that whenever there's a movie that came out like in the last 10 15 years and i'm pretty sure when he came in he took the milk and cookies well, everyone, who, who doesn't eat? Well, that would be a weakness. Eating? The cookie? The cookie we just said would kill you? No, you know what? I think that's an interesting argument, though, because Krampus is a half-goat, half-demon monster. This is not like some creature that needs to eat to sustain itself. This is like a quasi-supernatural half-demon type of thing. Anything Krampus eats, they're choosing to eat because it's enticing. Because it's like a vice. They're not like, ooh, I'm a little hungry. I better eat so that I have got the energy for this. They're half demon. I don't even think they need to eat. So are you saying that would beat Ginger Dead Man? I think it's an interesting thing to ponder. I think we need to talk about it a little bit. I don't I don't think, though, that if if Krampus was going to... Because it kind of... Krampus has a thing of like turning irony, you know? Wouldn't Krampus just... If the ginger dead man tried to do that, wouldn't he just eat the ginger dead man? Potentially. And he does have like little demony elf things that helped him, at least in the movie. Do you think that Krampus would not be vulnerable to whatever it is about the ginger dead man that would kill Santa? Is that what you're saying, basically? I I think that when it's nemeses is like that, I feel like the first thing that the villain of polar opposite things is figure out a way to not play into the same weakness. Because if they they, like, if you know, the flash versus the, the yellow flash, whatever it is mm. um i don't know what their weakness is but it's always like the villain has a way to exploit the hero's weakness um and prevents themselves from falling into the same trap or something like that you know what that does undercut the eating the cookie weakness i just want to say generally krampus is is described as being like a helper of santa right so i would say arguably lesser than santa in terms of like overall power is he a helper oh i guess krampus was uh well so it's complicated right but like their relationship very complicated they're brothers and they don't like each other very much the depth is a companion of saint nicholas it's not clear to me and i'm you know this is not thorough research so it is what it is but but krampus brings presents and leaves presents for the good kids and punishes the bad kids by beating them with sticks and branches that doesn't sound so bad i feel like krampus is one where like he looks super evil but then when you go to fight and he's just like ah i've got a stick ah ah!" and then ginger dead man is just like oh boom and shoots him have you seen the movie krampus 
I have not. That version of Compass is an eldritch horror. The unlike he's horrifying. Yeah, you, you would say he has more than just sticks and branches at his disposal. For probably, however, I will give one thing to what my argument was saying is that like just because he may build up a tolerance to the cookie weakness doesn't necessarily mean that he isn't still success like susceptible. And we have to remember the ginger dead man is incredibly derisive. Mm. Incredibly. So who wins? Uh Gingerbread gin, Ginger Dead Man. I feel like this is actually legitimately a little bit of a toss-up for me. Yeah. And because I like it, I'm gonna give it slight edge to the ginger dead man on this one. I think this would be a fight to the absolute end, and the winner would just barely eke it out. I think mm-hmm. this is pretty close, actually. Yeah, this is like they're strangling each other. They're falling down, you know, in Lord of the Rings and stabbing each other's sword, and they take some light. Boof, you know. I am curious if the ginger dead man has any competition left. I guess we'll find out. Cupid. Uh, Can Cupid stop the ginger dead man? Maybe this is not entirely accurate, but ideologically, Cupid is kind of like the inverse of the ginger dead man. And in terms of origin, unrelated. And like Cupid is more of like a cherub creature, like almost like angelic in terms of skills and abilities. I'm not entirely sure what that encompasses. If anyone could counter the derisiveness and cut through that with just pure love and such sincere heartwarming like glowing happiness and love for humanity that that alone might be enough to kill the ginger dead man just out of like cringing and and shock so this is like harry versus voldemort whenever voldemort's like ah and harry's like you'll never know love or friendship no it's it's like harry versus voldemort but it's just the scene where harry's all and then voldemort's all ah that's it that's just a lot of that back and forth but A lot of that, too. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of that. So does Cupid beat the ginger dead man with the power of love? I feel like that's a good that's a good weapon against the ginger dead man. He can fly. I don't even know. I mean, like, of course, the ginger dead man could get a gun. But yeah, it's the love angle. It is like the- we've spent so much time focusing on the, the derisiveness of the ginger dead man. That has to also be a weakness, right? You can't hinge so much of your strength on something like that without that being a weakness point. If any of these contestants could counter the derisiveness. It would have to be Cupid. So Cupid beats the ginger dead man. I think I think that's what we're saying. Yeah. I'm a little I'm a little shocked that that is where we are, but I think that's what we're saying. Yeah. What an upset. Okay. Can Cupid be dethroned by the groundhog? Well, he's got an arrow. Uh, it's hunting season, so I don't know. I don't know about this one, guys. I don't know. If <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm very pro Punxsutawney Phil. I'm all about the groundhog. Uh, he's very cute, but what does he have other than seeing a shadow and either running back in his hole or not running back in his hole? He shoots the ginger dead man, fills him with love, swaps over his quiver for his normal arrows, and just shoots the groundhog. Look, you choose the right weapon for your opponent, okay? We're not saying Cupid won because he's only full of love. We're saying that's how that's how he won that fight. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. The groundhog is predictable. He comes out in the open and sticks his head up at the exact same time every year. It's kind of asking to get an arrow through the eyeball. I feel like even if we're going to be really generous to the groundhog and say that this is the this is the lore, the lore of the groundhog includes the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day. Day, which includes the groundhog driving a truck uh, off of a cliff into a quarry and some other shenanigans. I think that's just a t- unless Cupid accidentally lets themselves get run over by the truck that Punxsutawney Phil is driving when they're doing the police chase scene in the movie. I feel like it's a tough it's a tough fight for Groundhog here. All right, Cupid has one enemy left. Let's see who it is. White line, white line, white line, white line, white line. <laughs> ah, the Easter Bunny. Uh, you, all right, you know, um, you know, what we just said about the crowd. <laughs> 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 oh, but this Easter Bunny has eggs. This Easter, look, at least bunnies are are hoppy. Okay, they're fast. This is a full on man in a bunny costume. Let's let's be straight up about this. Let's establish let's establish the Easter Bunny lore. Yeah. Is this a human sized Easter Bunny costume? Is this a bunny sized Easter Bunny that lays chocolate eggs? What is our Easter Bunny specifically? Imagine, uh, like. Um, just, just 
enormously ripped muscular guy with like one Dwayne the Rock Johnson wearing a rabbit mask got it yeah but one of those ones with the strings that you just like I feel like the Easter Bunny has more potential to like have some secret power shit going on that no one knows about and I feel like there actually could be a dark side the the Easter Bunny actually has Uncle Sam's phone number and is able to call in drone strikes look at the the movie there's Bunny Man Massacre and also Easter Day and Easter Bunny Kill Kill Easter Bunny Massacre whoa Beaster Day that poster art is is pretty cool (laughs) wait hold on holy crap what in the hell oh no look at some of the art from the, look at some of the stills from the movie. Whoa! Oh my god! What in the Five Nights at Freddy's bullshit is this? Whoa! Is it? I bet like maybe the you know. Oh no, that's 2014. It's before AI. Someone made that. I see like a like a lizard in there. That movie poster is awesome. Here comes Peter Cotton. Hell. Yeah. Do you see the the lady t- torn in half? Do you see that? Yeah. Oh my god. So does this change the fight at all? If it's this thing, you talking the Beaster Day Bunny? Oh, let's see if there's a Cupid horror movie. Oh my God. I hope that Beaster Day sales spike and just whoever was in it is like, what happened? Because I I am actually going to watch this. There was a 2020 movie called Cupid where the evil Cupid takes revenge on all people who wronged Faye. I'm watching the trailer. I'm not even paying attention to you. I got the trailer for Booster Day. We're doing a show here, man. Sometimes I worry, like, you know, when filming of Iron Lung first started, that the people that don't know me when they hear that, like, a YouTuber is making a movie and they're they're coming into work, that they think it's going to be something like this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, she is naked. Oh, interesting. In the trailer? Uh, yeah. Okay, this is unrelated, but I found a a poster art for a movie called Sharktopus versus Terracuda and I like it a lot. Oh, man. I actually unironically want to make a movie like this, like in this style, a whole movie to this level. I actually want to see if I can pull off this kind of level because there's a certain quality to it. Well, not quality is the wrong word. Yes, it is. You're not saying that it's high quality. You're saying that has a quality to it. It's the same reason why it's a vibe. Yeah, source filmmaker stuff versus Gary's Mod animations. Gary's Mod animations are funnier period i don't know why but the jank makes it work better for some reason versus a really nice whatever polished smooth animation and speaking of versus cupid versus that easter bunny. No, beaster beaster bunny i think if beaster bunny gets to be it gets to represent the easter bunny in the fight even against horror movie cupid have you looked up horror movie cupid uh, yeah it's not that that doesn't do it for me it's just kind of creepy but yeah. it doesn't that one is when you see beaster bunny whew, this cupid guy is just gonna mask and some teeth well Ho, 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 there you have it, everyone. Beaster Bunny comes out on top in the big mega prize fight among all holiday mascots that we could come up with and Ginger Dead Man. A beloved Christmas mascot, Ginger Dead Man. I mean, a gingerbread cookie is kind of representative of Christmas, right? Let us know how you feel about this prize fight on the subreddit. I still can't believe Cupid was the one who took out the Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, I know. The power of love. I have to give the win to Bob today simply for the fact that I cannot give enough points for the poop log callback. Ah, that was fair. That was such a niche reference that I did not remember. And your excitement with finding it and remembering just... He didn't invent the poop log. Wait, he didn't make it up uh, on that day. He brought it back to us. You remember when you said that thing that we talked about three years ago? I've never seen someone work miracles like you have today in this moment. Mark's just sad because he lost. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Hey, he apologized. Apology accepted? Or the fuck you at least? I'm sorry. Can I win? No. Eight. Bob, do you have a winner's speech? Um, I'm just glad that I could remind everyone that the poop log exists 
But I wish he had gotten a favorable fight so he could have at least made it to the top of the hill for a moment. Fair is fair. He he just got out Santa'd by the claws himself. So what are you going to do about it? We had some good turnover today. Santa held the tr- the belt for a while, but we did have some good turnover today. Mark, loser speed. No, it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, whatever. I'm not upset and I apologize. Hey, he apologized. Great. I hope everyone out there forgives him. That's up to you. Can I win? Uh, nope. Oh. So go follow Mark and Markiplier, Bob at MySkirm, I'm Wade, Minion777, or Lord Minion777. And until then, I guess stay tuned for the next one where Bob will host, and we'll figure out what that's all about then, which is not now. Podcast out. <laughs>